Welcome to Poets and Writers. This is Henry McCarthy, and we're on the road today. I'm in Buford, South Carolina at the Pat Conroy Festival, and we have a great program here for you today on WEHC 90.7. Ron Rash. All of you know Ron. He's world famous, and he's a mountain boy at heart, but gosh, you know his book, Serena, and he's written, I think, 20 books. So I've got uh, Ron here in my studio, which is my car this morning. And here is Ron Rash. Ron, welcome to the show. Glad to be with you today. As we like to ask around these parts, where are you from? Well, I grew up in Boiling Springs, North Carolina, uh, best known for uh, having been the birthplace of Earl Scruggs. Absolutely. I know Ivy Shepard, my producer, will love this because she's a world-class banjo player herself and musician. So you grew up down there, and you were born in Chester, South Carolina. Right. Yeah, my parents had both moved uh, off of, from uh, the North Carolina mountains to work in the cotton mills, and um, they, we moved back up when I was about seven. So my family was all in North Carolina, so it was just really kind of a return back to, uh, to where, you know, I, I'd always kind of considered home. Well, let me throw this at you, Watauga County. How about that? What's your association with Watauga County? Well, my mom grew up uh, in a little community called the Aho community between Blowing Rock and Boone. And I spent so much of my time growing up uh, on that farm. Uh, it bordered the Blue Ridge Parkway. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I, and actually even as I got older, teenager, I'd spend weeks up there at a time in the summers, particularly with my grandmother on the farm. And I'd fish a little bit. There was a nice little stream trout fish but I just kind of like to roam the area and uh, well you know one of the great delights of this last writing this last book or maybe the most important uh, part of it is I was able to create that farm in this new book I actually set the book in 1951 on that farm all right let's go we're talking with Ron Rash this morning folks and going to dedicate this to the postman over in Damascus Virginia because he's a big fan and also Ron I have to say that uh, Ralph Walter who is the father of Tom Walter who's the Wake Forest baseball coach listens to my show and he said I'm a big fan of Ron Rash so this is for you Ralph this morning here right here in Beaufort South Carolina let's go directly to caretaker talk about that book a little bit well, it, it's a book that actually, I, in a way, I feel like it's the, the oldest book. I've, I've worked on it the longest because I heard a story about 35 years ago about a uh, young man who had eloped with a, a much younger girl. Well, they, he was 19, she was 16. Against his family's wishes, uh, they, were, they felt that she was not of a class, high, high enough class to suit them. They were a pretty prominent mm-hmm. small town family. And, and because of that, they actually, uh, he got drafted into war, sent overseas. And while he was gone, the family had her murdered. And people, some people in the town knew about it. And the story kind of got vague there. I don't know. I never figured out if, if he actually knew or not. But that, that was fine mm-hmm. because I'm a novelist. I can take care of the rest of it. But I, I wanted to, you know, that idea stayed with me. And I thought I wanted to see, you know, how would a family of parents rationalize doing something that terrible? Uh, and uh, it, it kind of started there, or even attempting it. And, and in the book, it's more they are, they're, they're deciding whether to do that or not. But I became more and more interested in the young man and the young woman, and also uh, a char- the character who is the caretaker, uh, uh, the young soldier's 
uh, friend, uh, Blackburn Gant. Well, I have to tell you, I took a quick look at it and quick read this morning there down here in, at the Pat Conroy Festival, and it is excellent. It truly is, and it's set in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. Talk a little bit about how that intertwines with, uh, is it Naomi Clark? And yeah. she is six hours away, and she comes to work there as a hotel maid. And I can relate to that because my mother, when she was 14, she rode the Virginia Creeper Railroad up to West Jefferson and worked at the old hotel. So I'm certainly familiar with that idea. So they're blowing rock and, and talk some more about that. Yeah, and it just uh, it gave me a chance uh, to, to remember that landscape uh, because um, I was born in 1953. So this book set two years before, but pretty much that area had stayed, stayed the same and so I got to kind of revisit that I got you know it was a lot of fun I got to revisit uh, you know looking up uh, remembering what you know what uh, you would get at a say a general store uh, you know mm -hmm. I got to go back and remember those old uh, metal uh, drink boxes they called them coke boxes back. and and I you know I just you, you I, get your pop yeah, yeah yeah and I just always remember how you know you'd have that gray slush and it would be so cold <laughs> and you, the, the little bobbers it'd be like fishing bobbers they'd be swaying there and you'd dip dip in and pick one up and so I got actually some of the scenes take place in the store because when the young man comes back and is told his, his his wife is dead his family feeling guilt try to you know give him this store and let him well now he goes uh, off to the korean war yeah my brothers and uncles did and i'm uh familiar with some of that right and he comes yeah. back yeah. and naomi clark and that's where you get the term caretaker right mm -hmm. How, talk a little bit about the title yeah the caretaker is actually a young man named blackburn gant he's he's the caretaker of the town cemetery. Uh, he's had polio, and that has caused him some physical problems. And uh, he's pretty much isolated up there, caretaking just the the cemetery. But then, when his friend uh, Jacob, who's married to this young woman Naomi, gets involved, you know, he he has to go to war. So Blackburn looks after him, and so that becomes a kind of interesting situation where he's caretaking both the, 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 the dead in the cemetery, but also taking care of this young woman who's 16 years old. Uh, she, she's very worried uh, about her husband, and her, her husband's family's plotting to get rid of her. Absolutely. Well, that is on the market. Just came out this uh, month. Is that mm, right, that's Ron? Right. So, yeah. you're on the tour, so to speak. I'm finishing up a book tour. <laughs> about three weeks of book touring, and uh, yeah. Well, how how is that being on book tour? Well, it's good in some ways. I mean, I get to, you know I was in Mississippi and uh, Georgia and the Carolinas mainly. Uh, it, it's good to go to some independent bookstores, see some people who've supported my work a long time. Um, it can be tiring, uh, just the getting there, but it's it's nice to have readers and to, you know, yes. had, I had good turnouts, and, and so that's always something to be uh, thankful for. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's time to get back and just kind of return to writing some, now for me, When well, you're stories. up in Western Carolina, right? Right. Yeah, and I was... Uh, at asked to ask you this question how do you miss how do you mix academia and writing how does that work well i've i've, I've always enjoyed teaching i've taught high school i've taught community college and i've been very fortunate for the last two decades to, to teach on university level. Uh, I've enjoyed them all. They all have their challenges, certainly. But um, I found it 
it, it works for me. I just um, pretty much regiment my life to where I set aside a certain amount of time. I'm concentrating solely on my writing, and, and a certain amount of time I'm, I'm I'm going to, you know, concentrate on being a teacher. And So it actually works out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, and, you know, Western's given me, uh, I've had a little more time at this job than I would, mm-hmm. I had in the past with working high school or community colleges, so I was able to write a little more. Well, now, you started out at Gardner-Webb, and you were on the track team. I was. Well, now, you gone in a different direction from the track team not that you couldn't be on the track team and become a writer but talk a little bit i think you said you and one other fella yeah left there and went on the writing yeah one of my friends george singleton's a runner uh, he was a runner and we actually knew each other as runners before writers but i i felt like it worked i i, I ran track at high school garden web and actually was still running after college i was still competing in 800 meters but I, I pulled a hamstring and and it was suddenly you know that part of my life that career was over and, I, and it just very smoothly all of that discipline that uh training uh you know that ability to have a mm-hmm. goal that might be a year away uh just went kind of very seamlessly into to being a writer i thought it was great training to be I, become I a writer I, I thought of that i I always preach to my grandchildren about how important sports are yeah. for learning to get knocked down and get back up, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And Now, we're here at the Pat Conroy Festival. Talk a little bit. I know you were friends with uh, Pat, are friends with Cassandra also. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about your relationship to Pat Conroy. Well, we yeah, we knew each other well, um, and he was very generous. That he's one of the most great-hearted people I've ever known. He he uh, uh, was very kind to me, supportive of me. Uh, you know, as particularly as a younger writer. Um, and uh, but just you know, I enjoyed his work obviously. But he was also just uh, so much fun to be around. He 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 was one of the funniest people I've I ever agree. met, and uh, always just energetic and 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 could make everyone comfortable. Um, yeah, he was just a force of nature, and uh, I just remember that great booming laugh, and uh, really miss him. And uh, in a way, it's kind of sad to come back down here to Beaufort because mm-hmm. you know this is where I, uh, several times we came here and saw him and went out to eat. And uh, but um, you know, it's nice to know that he's still being remembered and mm-hmm. his work is being celebrated. Well, they've done a fantastic job here promoting and keeping his heritage alive. And I first met him, and I'm going to throw this name at you, Quail Ridge Books oh, and Raleigh, yeah. Nancy Olson. Oh, you Nancy. Remember that? Yeah, Nancy was great, great bookseller, very good to me. Well, you know, she's from southwest Virginia, Dickinson County. Yeah. And I didn't realize that till I interviewed her. And I was in there one night, and she was so gracious. And she said, well, Pat Conroy, and I, of course, loved his book, said he's going to be here tonight, and you need to record him. So I got there, Ron, and she said, just crawl down through that space there and stick that recorder up in his face. And, of course, it was all great fun. But I, I think his humor, which he had a dark side, you know, mm-hmm. of course, but he was one of the funniest presenters oh, yeah. that I've, I've ever witnessed. All right, we're talking with Ron Rash here today on Poets and Writers. Now I'm going to give you this one, Serena. This was one of your big-name books, so to speak, in the movie. Talk a little bit about Serena and just the logger and the characters in that book are quite vivid. Yeah, Yeah, well, that was just a really interesting time in that 
you know, era, 1920s and 30s in uh, the North Carolina mountains because uh, there was a real fight between people who were trying to build the Smoky Mountains Park and the people who were uh, the logging industry. And, and it was complex because there were people who were making a living as loggers and, and, and they needed those jobs. And I tried to show that. But I... Um, I just wanted to kind of go back and remember that kind of world, uh, the, the world of the timber camps. I uh, did a lot of research, talked to some loggers actually at that time who were in their 90s who uh, had logged in the Smokies and just amazing stories they would tell about what they would have to do, how much they would work. Uh, it was just great stories there. But I, I came up with a character named Serena, who, a woman who would kind of rule over the camp. And she was kind of a frightening woman to me even to write about, but she kind of becomes almost mythical. She actually hunts rattlesnakes with an eagle and uh, is not above murder and uh I hope that became a kind, you know, to um, to really kind of a striking character, but also some characters who fought against her, a sheriff, um, a young woman uh, named Rachel who, who who shows her own strength and power. But um, I think the most fun was just those loggers and and trying to. Uh, you know, imagining their lives and they, they they have a bit of humor about them, that kind of humor that you have well, to have on a job that dangerous. It's been a while, Ron Rash, since I've read Serena, but talk, where was she from? Where, She's from Colorado. Okay. She, yeah, her father had had a temper, so she'd grown up knowing about th this kind of work. Uh, so she was an outsider. Yeah, I was going to use yeah. that term. Yeah, but so she had come into this area uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, the, the book did well. Uh, I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, the research is always mm. fun. I actually found a, one person, one of 12 people in the United States who hunted with an eagle. Okay. And he <laughs> kind of taught me how I would, how Serena would train a, an eagle to hunt a rattlesnake. And, you know, those I kinds of it. things Absolutely. are just, are, are, for me, are the fun part yeah. of writing. So you take these episodes from life and then weave them into your stories. And uh, well, that was so interesting. And getting back to your most recent book, mm -hmm. is Caretaker. And you know your poetry. I like your poetry, mm -hmm. too. And Brown Lung is one yeah. that comes to mind because when I read that one, see, I, I read for, is the word authenticity wrong? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a big word, but I read for that. And if, if uh, you as you know, if it matches up and so on, now I'll, I'll mention Caretaker because I was reading along about Naomi mm -hmm. and you said she was from over in Tennessee, right? Mm -hmm. Now I had to work through that because I thought she was from over in Mountain City. See, she'd just come from Mountain City, blowing rock, get a job, you know, right there at the state line. And then you put she was from six hours away. Yeah. Then I realized you're from around Nashville, aren't we yeah, talking about yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah. But this is Henry McCarthy, Poets and Writers. We're talking to Ron Rash today about Caretaker. You talk about the Appalachian culture, and I know you're into protecting the environment. And those mm -hmm. of us that grew up up there, and of course, we're very familiar with logging and how they came all through there. Talk a little bit about the Appalachian culture. What what do we mean by that? Oh well, that, that's a yeah, that's a big topic. But You're I can smiling, I yeah, I can yeah. only I, I can just talk about my family though, exactly. but I, which I think is right. you know my family's been in the in the mountains. Uh, my father's family from around Asheville, that area, since the 1700s. My mom's around Watauga County. Okay, now your your dad was a rash, of course, and your mom was what was her maiden Holder. Holder. Yeah. From Watauga. Watauga County. County. So, I, yeah, I grew up, you know, hearing, uh, you know, that 
music that we very often associate with the region, uh, the bluegrass, but also Doc Watson, uh, who actually somehow I'm in some convoluted way I'm connected to uh, some distant absolute relationship. Absolute. Which, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I think it was you know it's a it's a it's a different culture from the rest of the South. I think the accent's different, the food is different. It's mountain. Yeah, it's mountain, and uh, the landscape is certainly different. And uh, I certainly. Uh, you know, I've noticed some things. I think people who grow up in mountain cultures have a different view of the world. The landscape kind of helps shape their view of the world. And one thing that's been interesting for me as a writer is that my books have been published in other countries. And uh, very often, or, not, you know, maybe not very often, but occasionally I'll get a letter or an email from someone in a mountain like the Alps, Swiss Alps. And they'll, they'll say, well, I really connect to your characters because of the way you describe the, the mountains and the way the you know the sun slants down how certain areas don't get much light and, and and those kind of things so yeah you know i think that helps shape the region too well you know we're coming out of emory and henry college and uh folks around here we're very familiar with the carter family and then mm -hmm. bristol the birthplace oh, of yeah. country music did you ever get into any of the carter family music oh you know, yeah keep on the sunny side and all that the reason i'm going there they're uh dale carter jet dale's a grandson you mm -hmm. may know him and he has a he's a really great singer and he's been on my show and he has a great song about uh, brown lung and it, oh, your wow. poem reminds me so much of okay. of his song so i'll, yeah. I'll probably play it on this show or yeah. depending on what my producer says but yeah so all that music you grew up with it was in your and your mom and dad did you say they were mill workers they were but they actually they met in the in the cotton mill and uh later though uh, as adults went back to school and became teachers so they really worked hard to kind of get out of that uh mill village life uh and, and kind of go back. To, and know. they weren't, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I know they weren't the best for you, all of you. Yeah, uh, three, uh, three of us. Uh, I have a younger sister and a younger brother and you know, we've all done well. And you know, I've always been very grateful because uh, they gave me some opportunities that I, you know, they in some ways didn't have mm -hmm. because they spent so much time, you know, uh, as adults trying to go back to school. My father, my grand, my father hadn't even finished high school. He got, went back, got a GED. Yep. And then he, you know, went, started yep. taking some college classes. Well, now your brother, I think you dedicated one of your books to your brother. I did. Talk yeah. about that relationship. Well, he's, um, you know, the, he's, my first reader, and the good thing about a brother as as a reader is he he's not going to be nice to you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's he's a good reader, but he knows what I'm trying to do, uh, and he, uh, he he's made my books better. But you know we're close. You know we're and uh, he's I've dedicated you know books to him and to my. So sister. he's one of your first yeah. readers. But yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, he's he's a very good reader. Well, did he? Uh, what is his background? He's. Was he a writer? Or? He's an editor. He okay. actually is taught. He's worked um, uh, at community college in um, Asheville uh, for a while. He's retired from that now. But he uh, worked with uh, adults who had some learning disabilities. And um, but yeah, good. So you have that teaching background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you know we we yeah. grew up with our parents being teachers, and we valued that. And uh, my wife's a teacher. Okay. Uh, so. Talk a little bit about your family. You have children, too. Yeah, I've got a daughter and a son, and they're yeah. both teachers. So actually, Well, actually, my that? son's now moved into administration. But uh, Whereabouts is he? He's in Anderson, South Carolina. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And your daughter's a teacher. Yeah, and she's in New Jersey. We're 
we're working on that. Oh, well, work <laughs> get her, get her back well, south. Yeah. You know, you mentioned last names, and you know, I've got a story about everything, so you'll have to forgive me. But my last name's McCarthy. But we, my dad was from the streets of Boston Railroad Man, and he met my mom at the train station in Johnson City, Tennessee, and she was from Rhone Mountain. Oh yeah. You know the Rhone? Yeah. 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 So there we go. That's how I wound up with the McCarthy last name, and you know how tribal it is up there. I was up there at the Buchanan's and Honeycutt's oh, wow. with the McCarthy last name. Yeah. Now that that was a little hard to get around. <laughs> All right, Ron yeah. Rash, talk a little bit about short stories. You're a noted short story writer, and you yeah. notice I'm reading Old Henry right oh, there on my yeah. dash. Yeah, buried. He's buried in North Carolina. Yeah, he's over there at yeah. Riverside Cemetery, right out from Thomas Wolfe's grave. And last thing, Pat. Conroy said to me, I said, I'm going up there to Riverside and I'm going to put a rose on Thomas Wolfe's grave. Yeah. And he said, be sure and put one on O. Henry's. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the short story and what makes a good short story. Yeah, short stories, I think in some ways are harder to write than novels. And the reason I think is because they have to be so concise. It's like you can't, every line matters. So, uh, um, they're a challenge, but I think when they're done well, O. Henry, Flannery O'Connor, uh, actually a couple of my favorite writer, uh, st storytellers growing up were Jesse Stewart. Absolutely. Bull Tongue Plow yeah. and then uh, the thread that runs so true. Yeah, and you know, he had such a good yeah. short stories. Uh, he, he and uh, James Steele also, uh, some of those writers, uh, but yeah, you know, it's just it's like a it's like a, I think very much that oral tradition of telling a good story, uh, and um, I, yeah, I love writing stories. Well, which one comes to your mind, a short story that you've written at this moment? I'm putting you on the spot, I know, but you've written many. But yeah. uh, just uh, share one with us, or well, I, so. yeah, you know, I've, I've written a couple that were kind of based on family family lore. Um, one, actually, where a, an old woman, her son, has been murdered right on the line, state line between North Carolina and uh, Tennessee. Absolutely. And uh, she hires a surveyor to go find out exactly where he died because it's incredibly important to her that she know, able to say, where he died in the family family Bible, so she actually goes with the surveyor, and they find the place where he was had been murdered. She got that out of the family Bible. Yeah, so she could put it in the family Bible okay. and say he was died in North Carolina, yeah. in this county, and uh, that was based on a family story because okay. it actually happened. Uh, my family, uh, one of my my, my great great grandfather was killed between i guess boone and mountain city absolutely he was he was you know walking yeah and uh he got murdered and the men who found some drovers found him and they put his skillet nailed it to a tree and about 70 years later my uncle went great uncle went and found it wow and it had embedded into the tree and that was on the road from boone to mountain city yeah. or you? trail yeah. Tra or trail back then and they would be drivers well i mentioned the rhone too you probably know yeah. the rhone and, yeah. and we came my mother's people came off the rhone so folks out there listening today you're listening to ron rash and his latest book is caretaker and we're talking basically old home week yeah. up in the mountains there about mountain people and the culture 
Ron, I want to ask you, we always ask this story about uh, just a brief advice on you want to become a writer. I'm not, I apologize for asking that because it's, but anyway, what, what advice would you give people out there listening to the show? And, well, it's, I think the most important thing is to, to read a lot yeah. because I think you get good. If you want to be a good musician, you study someone such as Earl Scruggs or Doc Watson, mm-hmm. Ricky Skaggs. Uh, if you, uh, you know, if you want to be good at it, you study the best. So I think reading a lot, uh, but also just not giving up. I think a lot of people, you know, they it's like anything else. It takes a while to, to learn it. And I certainly wrote a, a lot of bad work, work that wasn't very good. And finally, uh, but I had to kind of learn how to do it. And, um, and don't, finally, just yeah, I just kept going. Don't be afraid to make a fool out of yourself. You yeah, know? and I've done that uh, <laughs> in many ways in my life, uh, not just in writing, but uh, yeah, right. and, and and no, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there something I was again? I was given questions to ask Ron Rash today on Poets and Writers, and last one will be: Is there something we don't know about you that uh, you would like to share with? Something we don't know. Now, we were not putting you on. I had Robert Morgan on, and he told that he didn't have a high school to play. That's another yeah. story. I'm sorry for yeah. diverting here, but. No. Uh, that you like. I know you were a good track runner, yeah. and I was surprised to read that, to tell you the truth. I, yeah. I, well, I, I guess the thing that would be, is kind of funny. Somebody was asking me, actually, the other day, what I would hope my readers would, what people might say about me. You know, because I kind of dedicated so much of my life to writing, and I and and I thought, well, that th- they would say, well, I'm glad he didn't become a track coach, <laughs> because when I was a sophomore yeah. in college, I was a PE major, yeah, okay, and I was running track, and that was all my right. goal was to be a you know like a high school track coach. That was all I wanted in life. That would be the perfect job. And then I kind of got had a good English teacher. I'd always like to read, and. Uh, and I just kind of got into really reading and thought, well, maybe I'd like to try this too. Well, Ron Rash, that's very interesting. I certainly didn't know that you wanted to be a PE coach and you were a PE major. Yeah. Now that tells you a lot, folks, and he's become world famous from his writing through the discipline and so on. Ron, it's been a pleasure talking with you today, and I know you're going to have a busy day, but you've been so gracious giving us your time, and I want to thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me, Henry. And this is Henry McCarthy, Poets and Writers. Do not wait up for me. Do not be afraid to stay or steal away. I'm going out to write a poem and watch the children play. Thanks for listening.